0: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
0: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at (laughs) (laughs) mintmobile.com.
2: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life
1: Podcast. A member of the nation network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
0: What was that? me, you guys. Oh, I uh, got right, so. a moist
3: mouth. All night long, all I dream about is like the mountains in my hair. So I'm ready
0: to <laughs> do some business. Damn right, we're ready to do some business. Hello. This is episode 315 of the real life podcast. Did that intro sure have you. Two- <laughs> <laughs> Who he's, is this? He's it's a true. travel blogger. Wanye's master plan was to elevate my career so quickly that I would have no opportunity to be on the real life podcast. Instead exactly. of trying to Instead of trying to sink me, you went the reverse route. You were like, I'm going to make your m truck as popular as possible, hook him up with Frank Saravalli and that way he's finally off my damn podcast. But it didn't work. There's
3: only one way to get rid of your m truck, and it's just to make him so important and popular that one day he looks at us and goes, this is a fucking terrible podcast. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, well, one of us on this podcast was interviewing a handful of NHLers and the assistant deputy commissioner, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, whatever his title is. And, and- the other ones were
0: not. Well, and one of us apparently has changed his look because he's more professional in interviewing all these highfalutin people and others have not. Have I changed my look? Well, you got the hair, you got, got the part, you got the parts, you got the sweater. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I actually am going no you do, today. You, you do look a little,
1: I got to say something about your fashion sense then because you do look a little more put together right now. And maybe that's after a week of working with some real pros, but I did look on Instagram and you were at a Toronto Blue Jays game. Were you not? Yes, correct. Game's up. Game's up. Yeah. I got to say, did you prepare to have a color-coded mask, like to look that well put together at a baseball game? Is that, is that like the Uremchuk that I've never known to be that well color-coordinated and that um, thoughtful in their outfits? Or was that just a – did you buy that mask there because you forgot one?
0: No, I brought, I packed, uh, I packed my two, I have two different shades of blue masks and I knew I would need one for each Jay's game. Um, my girlfriend always says I'm the fashionable one in this relationship. I, I like being mm. whatever nicely put together when I There's go a out.
2: humble brag well, there too. No. Well, you're nah. a
0: big Jersey guy too. I think you're, I yeah. think you're like a good game day fashionista. Yeah. It's like so when you're going to an Oilers game, you always want to make sure your hoodie underneath the Jersey is matching the Jersey and your tooth yeah, got to dude. tie into it. Yeah. yeah. I, like well, I I, wanna, I, this weekend, I think it was transformational. Um, and I don't know what's going on. I think we report to your REM check now. Like, yeah, so yeah. Basically. He was he was out for wings with business dad. Like, yeah. Who the went f- to a game you, you together? Fucking, what are you doing behind my back here? First off, need to let everyone know that we all report to the HGA group because they are the title sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> Their group of business services is here to take your business to the next level. HGA group, check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and online. Um, Tyler's yeah. got an
2: appointment with HGA group on all of his business needs starting immediately well, when this well, podcast ends.
0: And, and most importantly, HGA reports to the government for you, yeah. which makes sure that you can mm-hmm. live on the outside and not on the inside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tyler had otherwise thought about tax evasion. So I'm glad the yeah. HGA group is here to advise. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Don't let Tyler commit tax evasion HGA. They won't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a few nice dinners on uh, the weekend. One of which, like the one that the photo was posted of, of like Frank took me out for dinner with like the entire ESPN NHL staff, um, and I showed up wearing like you know a button up shirt kind of open over a T shirt. I'm like, okay, I look like pretty good. I'm not wearing a hat. Show up, Kevin Weeks is we- wearing a full on all black tuxedo like at this steakhouse, and I was like, oh great, I automatically look like shit. This is good. Um, and yeah, I went up for wings with business dad to this little pub in Toronto. That was like, you would drive right past it. If you weren't looking for it, it was, I wouldn't call it a hole in the wall. It was very nice. Um, but it was right by where he lived when he lived in Toronto, he said, and he would go to this place all the time. So he like knew the staff there, like first name basis. Like I was sitting there and business dad was like, Hey, who's in the back cooking? And I was like, "What?"
1: You guys have really felt like you made it on this trip after like getting fired at yeah. 1260 or whatever. And now like. You <laughs> have <a new> <laughs> and like. You <things>, really <laughs> found a soft landing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, a, was like, it's like when you, when you, when your girlfriend dumps you after cheating on you for like six years. And then. You're going to replace her like,
2: with Mila Kunis. You,
1: know? you see <laughs> her. Yeah. It's a very, a very uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall type thing where she comes yeah. back to She sees you and she goes, good God. What happened to him? Three days later. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Look at him.
0: Look at us. It was really starting. The, the, it was starting the new job off with a bang when you're like, oh, hey, I got this new gig with daily face off. And I'm in Chicago one on one with Nathan McKinnon today. Um, it felt good to do that. It did. I, I wouldn't compare it to like an ex-girlfriend thing um, because I got all love for 1260. <laughs>
1: are, but So, well, so are, are these you guys? Got, like, remember, hey, you got
0: broken up from. So, of course, yeah. you love your ex-girlfriend. That's it's,
1: it's cool. It's cool to sit across from Nathan McKinnon. I'm sure you look at him and you're just like, Jesus, that's Nathan McKinnon. Did it ever stop being like that? on the second day after you had done 14 different hockey players. Like I feel like you're like a,
3: a pro and none of it's cool to him. He's like, Oh really? Nathan uh, McKinnon. You know
0: yeah. me, I Nathan McKinnon. You I'm Tyler. you I'm Tyler Chuck. Yeah. Um, so I have a, I like, I have a couple stories. So we sat, our first guest was, uh, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner <laughs> <What>? and every, a good word and the three media. Did you have any lawsuits there. There. or anything oh, 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 for the oh. company that you want to serve you with or things
3: <laughs> like, Oh, daily face off. Here's a bunch of burgers for you. So, you've been
0: served. I am not sure if I'm allowed to say this because we talked about it before we started recording, but we sit down with Bill Daly and it's like, Oh, Bill, how's it going? Frank's chatting with me. He goes, Ah, oh, not bad. My basement flooded recently. <laughs> and oh,
2: were you no. staying at Bill Daly's house? Uh-huh.
0: Were you <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had a good chuckle about that. He didn't understand why I was laughing at the fact his uh, basement had flooded recently. Were um, you enjoying a burrito when you were hearing this news? <laughs>
2: No. Yeah. I did you not. borrow his hot tub immediately
1: after the news broke? Did you regale him with your great story or no?
2: That's no, all no cause we
0: go. only had 15 minutes with him and we spent like five minutes of it was him like talking about his basement and Frank and I, I, I mean were like, all certain- right, like we got to go here.
1: Oh, this was actually on the interview. This wasn't just like the pre interview banter.
0: The pre-interview banter was worked into our 15 minutes. We knew we only had until like 8.15 with him. And we, he walked See, in the room like right that's what these at eight. guys
1: do. These guys do this mm-hmm. shit on purpose. It's like when, when politicians go on like David Letterman and shit, and they talk for so or like, like light night or something, and they talk for so long. It's an old tactic. If you, talk, if you answer the first question, you know you have 15 minutes, and the first question, you take like seven to eight minutes to answer it. They know they only, only after one more question. They're trying to mm-hmm. limit the amount of questions you get to ask them. That was a smart move by him, by the way,
3: bringing up Did that. you beatbox for him, your M-Truck? Did you do your beatboxing for him?
0: <laughs> and
2: we know you've been practicing. Uh,
0: you didn't beatbox for Daily? No, I did mm-hmm. not beatbox for Daily. Um,
2: did you ask him his favorite su- song off Donda?
0: <laughs> doesn't strike me as a Donda guy. Found out uh, he's a big Disney guy, though. He goes to what's Disney What's yours, Beg
2: Milk? I like uh, Jail Part 2 and uh, Hurricane,
3: personally. Uh-huh. I love Jail. Yep
0: i with kanye? you on
3: that uh i like uh off donda yeah i'm a big jail really good and then i'm a big what's the okay, one something okay. lord what's the one jesus lord yeah jesus lord it's a good track man down here made me religious
1: i like okay okay that's it's probably, probably my number one
2: it's probably what bill yeah. daly would have said he would have said it was a fine album if you asked him
1: no nah, he didn't know shit about girl kanye
3: what do you think, Charmers, how that whole album has no swears and everything's like pretty uh, PG lyrics? Is it going to make you live a clean life?
1: No. I, we talked for like, <laughs> yeah. we talked for like we talked for four minutes before this podcast and I laid out all my problems in life to you guys. I think I swore probably about 47 times and I yeah. think I probably said some really bad ones. like things, really? yeah. Good so, swears, uh, the ones you don't no. bring
3: out for polite mm-hmm. conversation.
1: No, it's not going to work. So, but anyways, yeah, Bill Daly was your first guest. So who was the, who was the best guest?
0: Yeah, wow. so, so the way we, the way it kind of went was it was us, the Associated Press and the Athletic sitting at a little round table. And
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you, the Vatican and the Pentagon sitting here yeah, yeah. chatting.
0: <laughs> so we decided before that we we're like, Hey, instead of getting five minutes with each guy, let's just all sit at one table and just share the 15 minutes that way. If someone wants to go longer with a certain player, they can or whatever. We actually didn't use the full 15 on most of these guys, anyways. Um, but anyway, so we get this interview with Bill Daly, and he breaks to us that he's expecting ten, only ten to fifteen NHLers to be vaccinated to be unvaccinated when the season starts. Um, so as uh, soon as we end, Frank's like, "Okay, we got the first interview with this. Like, I'm going to go run right now and write this story so we can get it out before any of the other media outlets get a hold of that fact, right? So we yeah, can break it. Frank." And then that way, like, when Sportsnet put out their article on it later in the day, they had to say in there, Bill Daly told Frank Saravalli of Face Off about this. So it was a great move <laughs> by Frank. But since Frank was working on that story, he couldn't be in the room with the players we were getting to roll through because he was out in another room writing his story. So the first guy that came through was, like, Dylan Larkin. And I was just sitting there. I was like, well, Frank's not here to ask our questions. Like, I have to. So it was really, like, being pushed off the deep end. And I kind of surprised myself with how, like, not at all starstruck, I was like the car's is- not
3: your end Chuck. You're a legitimate media guy. You don't give a flying fuck. Um, I was like, it's like
0: there's so many
1: hot girls around, but I was like
0: really cool, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's good. The other thing that helps is like the questions I wanted to ask were all like super lighthearted things that I'm going to put into like a YouTube video. Like I wasn't doing a lot of hard-hitting journalism except when we knew Alexander Barkov was coming through and Frank was like, I want to ask him about his contract year. And then right before Barkov comes in, Frank gets a call and he's like, fuck, I got to take this call. So he leaves. Barkov sits down. And I was like, oh, shit, like I need to ask the hard hitting journalist questions. So like I asked Alex Barkov, I was like, exciting off season, but you're in a contract year. Like, is that weighing on you at all? And he gave me like a roundabout answer. So I like gave him a will you or will you not? negotiate with the Panthers during the season. I like hit him with like a good job, buddy. I felt so fucking good about myself. I'm like, Frank's going to be so proud of me that like I hit Barkov with this and Barkov gave me like a kind of shitty answer. So I didn't really really get him. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Listen, here, Alex. Just tell him, honestly, if you want, you should have told him your buddies with Larvinen. That would have totally diffused the whole situation. Yeah, I should have. But anyways, that was cool. Uh, We had Nathan McKinnon for like 15 minutes and he was just a beauty. Like he's just there was a few guys that you can tell they're just like total hockey bros. McKinnon was like super approachable and like super easy going to give great answers to our questions. And he talked about that whole diet thing that went on, all those memes. And, uh, when we stopped recording, we were like, Oh, is there one that like really stood out to you? And the one he said that stood out to him is like, Oh yeah, like good thing we didn't record that. Cause it was one of the more inappropriate ones. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Who else did we talk to? Steven Stamkos was really, really nice as well. Um, Drew Doughty. Did did you mention
3: how he looks exactly like our friend Trevor Fenton? Did you mention that to Stamkos? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't? Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I guess not every interview was great. Go on.
0: Teach their own. Really not
3: asking all the hard-hitting questions. Didn't even bring up the Fenton connection. (laughs)
0: He just won two cups in a row. He better be easy going. Life's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true that um yeah that was kind of it like by the end of the day by the time it'd be like three o'clock and you've done like 14 of these you're kind of like okay. well who the hell
3: else were you talking to Go well like by,
0: by the time like thomas hurdle rolls in at 3 30 you're kind of like i don't know if i really need to talk to Tomash hurdle right now like i'm kind of exhausted and i want to eat for the Tomash. first time today um and like dylan cousins too like dylan cousins was like five o'clock one day and we all sat there and we were like like all the reporters in the room were like uh, we might be good. Like we've been here for like six or seven hours. Oh like, my god! Cousins, thats a good one. He was, and yeah, he ended up actually up, coming cause? in. He ended up coming in early, so we interviewed him anyways. But I'd uh, hit with I got a question.
3: question: like, who the hell are you, and what team do you play for? Yeah. <laughs> He's from Whitehorse, <Waybos,
0: laughs> man. That guy's got a good
2: story. I got a question: yeah. why was uh, why was Matthew Kachuk the only like player from a Canadian team that was down there? It seemed like
0: so the Canadian teams had to send their treated. player reps up to Toronto. So they did an event in Toronto. Uh, Matt Kachuk, since he's an American on a Canadian team, I guess was kind of like, I'm not going up to Calgary yet. Maybe there was even something about getting across the border. I don't know that for sure though. And Kachuk just opted to go to the Chicago event. Mm.
2: Uh, Matthew Kachuk hates Toronto. There's your headline. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And Calgary, I think.
2: Yeah. Matthew Kachuk hates Calgary and Toronto. He was actually really nice. Oh, I'm sure I know. I
0: know Wanya makes sure him too, so just, that's confirming for you, Wanya. He's a really nice guy, actually. Really? He's very
2: nice, still hates Calgary and Toronto.
0: That's yeah. fine. He's, he's done a good.
3: great job uh, as a guy. Like I'm a big fan of Kachuk. He's done a great job submarining the Calgary Flames franchise, like on the yes. inside. You know what I also, mean? Yeah. He's, he's, really also
2: on, uh, he's also working on submarining the Ottawa Senators franchise as well.
3: Oh, my God. I was thinking of the wrong Kachuk. No, I don't like that Kachuk. I like the one down in Calgary.
2: No, that's the right one. You got yeah, the right, right one, one. but yeah. he did a podcast, Matthew Kachuk oh. did, talking about his brother's contract negotiation in ottawa and he was going oh. on about how they're not close at all i'm paraphrasing but he's like they're not close at all so me and my dad have to get involved in these contract negotiations or something something like that
3: and it's <sighs> i got all i got kinds of by mayhem, twitter man. sorry buddy
2: no no go ahead it's just oh, causing all I got... kinds of mayhem in, in ottawa
3: as all. Well. i got tricked by a parody twitter account that said that the sabers had offer sheeted brady or brody or whichever one it is that's free agent and i was like damn that's crazy and then i texted a buddy of mine he was like no oh, man that didn't happen i'm like no it did and i screenshotted the tweet and sent it to him he's like uh, you got tricked by a parody account again <laughs> the internet eh um, Motherfuckers. The best of us. i got to oh, keep oh, this cool
0: oh. sign though and uh, i know this is a podcast but it's the player media tour daily face-off sign so i got to keep that hey that is cool that's awesome yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice i'm gonna keep it right over here did a single person
3: say to you wow daily face off that thing's popping
0: yeah like all the other media people we talked to there were like oh this is a really cool thing like you guys are doing and they were i mean mainly talking to frank because i mean i'm me um and i'm new on the uh scene.
3: sir um, you're the guy to watch according to dailyfaceoff.com so tell yeah. them to go fuck themselves
0: um but yeah i think everyone that talked to frank was like super excited about what he has kind of going on there and the idea that he's sort of like Frontiering a new website like it's it's interesting right he didn't just go the route of like i'm taking my talents to espn he went the route of like let's build something cool
3: he said i want to work with tyler your see what the king looks like up close
2: yep
0: Mm. yep heavy where's the crown yeah exactly i think the only thing frank told all the espn people about me is that i'm very young so, cause like when they were coming <laughs> to sit down at dinner, like three ESPN people came up at different times. I was like, Oh, Hey, like I'm Tyler. you nice to meet you. And they're like, you're the one born in 98. I was like, no, it's 97, but thank you. Um, and then that's all they knew about me. It was just that I was young. So oh,
3: did boy. you look to your left at the dinner, look to your right at the dinner and know that in four short years, you were going to be in charge of everyone there. Uh,
0: I don't think I'm going to be managing uh, Kevin weeks anytime soon. How was, oh, how was Bucci mean? Uh, he was cool. Like he's, he's exactly like he kind of is like on TV, right? He's just like super outgoing and he's, I I don't mean this in like a rude way, but he's like the loudest voice at the table, right? Like he's in on every conversation. He's cracking jokes 24 seven. He's just a super outgoing guy. So yeah, it was fun. It was cool to meet him. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for. Mm hmm um i saw a guy doing card tricks in front of two people on a bench in downtown chicago and i think the two people were on drugs based on what was surrounding them and that was like Mm. a weird thing to walk by i was like why would you be doing card tricks for them that doesn't make a ton of sense to me uh what was
3: the state of chicago given the state of the world like were you like oh damn this shit's unsafe or what
0: so i think it was the day i got there if not maybe a couple days before but they reinstated their mask mandate in illinois So everyone had to be masked up if you were inside and the NHL as well, like everyone at the NHL event had to be masked up unless you were a player actively doing media. Um, So I actually felt like pretty safe, like even going out for dinner, you're kind of just, you know, you're at a table with like Frank and the guys you're kind of around all day. So it wasn't a big deal. And the masks were on everywhere and all that. Um, I did get almost refused from the place we went to dinner on Thursday night. We were talking about my inability to dress. Um, I was just wearing like a gray or like a cream colored t-shirt with like a black bomber jacket on top. And I like walked up to the door and there was two bouncers at this place. And it's just a restaurant, not like a club. And they looked at me and they're like, "Mm, oh, we're not supposed to let you in. Like the rule is no t-shirts. And I was like, really? Like, I didn't think this place was that fancy. Sorry. I was like, I can go change. And they were like, no you just got to keep your coat zipped up the entire time so oh i eat God. eat dinner in like this boiling hot steakhouse with my jacket like zipped up to my neck so that you couldn't see my t-shirt remember,
3: uh, quite- now that you're in the big leagues i'm going to give you a little bit of advice when people tell you rules like that and you walk past them the rule is over you can take your jacket fair enough and you say you know who i am motherfucker and then yep. they'll be like yikes this guy's born in 97 and they'll leave you alone
0: I remember uh, question. I went to a fancy restaurant and they made me wear a blazer that they had. They had like blazers for people oh, like Oh, that's like a
2: Seinfeld episode. Yeah. And
0: it and it and it didn't fit at all. The Friars Club. So it was kind of like cool that that it that it didn't because mm-hmm. it was like me like protesting the fact that they thought I was a bum, which they are right. But yeah. Also anyways. Why was I getting emails from someone called reallifetruther at gmail.com saying (laughs) an expense report for the Ritz-Carlton was denied? Why would that even be coming up in my inbox?
3: I didn't know that we really weren't allowed to talk about it. I thought you were just trying to mild flex. So we flexed on your behalf because it's kind of like that song Scrubs (laughs) about hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride. If one of us stays in the Ritz-Carlton, we all stay in the Ritz-Carlton.
0: Yeah, I was told not to tell anyone about that. Then I started getting wow. emails and tagged in tweets, and I was like, "Well, out of my control now. Don't know how this happened."
2: I'm happy to report also that Tyler did think of me and bring me a pen and a pen. Well, that's good nice. Man. That's a good mm-hmm. man. I'm a big pen guy.
3: Uh, you Tyler, question, try to worry. Oh, sorry. I got a, one quick question. Oh, one ahead. quick
2: question, Wanye. Sorry, only you and I no, would no. care about this. Probably, uh, Tyler, you got a firsthand glimpse of Kumsy's new beard. What does that baby look like up close in person?
0: Um, well, also, something I like about Coombsie, he's going beard with the bald head look, and Not I real. respect that. Um, I think yep. it's a great look for Coombsie. The beard is uh, is luscious. It looks great. Um, and Coombsie's Coombsie. It was a lot of fun.
2: Excellent. That's all I Also,
0: so I'm sitting at the Blue Jays game and uh, talking to Cam, whatever, baseball, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, oh, George Springer's coming up. If he gets a hit, my parlay's completed. It's like the fourth inning. And the guy sitting in front of me turns around and is like, if your parlay doesn't hit, you can have this. And it was 50 bucks to a sports book. Um, Turns out that guy was Chris Abbott, who like I've known for years now. I've done like promo work with Cool Bet before. He used to be on the radio show all the time that I produce. Like me and Chris Abbott probably talk every week. And I didn't notice him sitting right in front of me at the Jays game. But also what, what are the fucking odds that I'm at this game with Cam and the guy sitting in front of me hears me talking about parlays and it happens to be some guy I've known for like three years. Insane. Also
2: like that. He's just got 50 bones, just like little tickets to throw around little funny money going on mm-hmm. in there.
0: I like it. He says he brings it to every baseball game he goes to. Cause there's always someone around him talking about betting and he gives him 50 bucks.
1: And, and so like to put on cool bet, is it like a, like a cool bet certificate? Yeah. It was like, a 50 or is it like, like a 50, cool like a red $50 bill?
0: No, it was like a red 50 or not. It was like a cool bet gift card.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, weird coincidence there. Toronto's beautiful as well. Man, I love being in Toronto. The water's great. Totally. CN Tower's beautiful. Jay's games are fucking unbelievable. I could go to a Jay's game every day. Drake's on fire. How are those yeah. wings? You never told us about the wings. I yes, want to know okay. about the wings. I keep getting sidetracked. So I went for lunch with... What wings? Well, let them, the red wings. Went for lunch with business dad and his wife. Do we call her business mom? Sure. Or or Lisa. Or, or Lisa. Love or it, Lisa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, or went or up for Lisa. lunch with, with Chris and Lisa. <laughs> and uh, it was unreal. Like I said, Chris knew everyone by like their first name in this place. We were talking about like NFL betting with our server. And uh, we ordered wings. I'm not a big fan of spice. So I went pretty mild with my choice. Um,
3: Typical your M check. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, when we ordered them, Chris was like, oh, by the way, like cook them well done. Leave them in there for an extra couple minutes. And those were like some of the best wings I've ever had. They were freaking awesome. So a little crispy. Yeah. They were like nice and crispy. Like you weren't like, you know, sometimes when you go to a restaurant, you get wings and they're, like slimy a little bit. No yeah, slime. It was just like that's
1: a lazy. That's a lazy uh, grease cook there.
0: No, he no just, want
1: just wants to get them out. What, uh, what was the place called? You're not allowed to say or what?
0: Crown and Dragon.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Tiny was this fun. in like
1: downtown Toronto?
0: No, it was up Yorkville. So it was like fifteen minutes from downtown. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: You've never you've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame before. You, there's no point going to that when you're in Toronto. Is
0: there? I've been there twice now. Actually, it's, yeah. Once you've seen uh, it once yeah. or twice, it's kind of like man. Um, yeah, Toronto's great. what did you guys talk about while I was gone? How was Was?
3: Mostly you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about you a lot. I
1: skipped Brett. it. I I I was my silent protest. If I'm, your A truck's not working, I'm not working. We're both gonna we're both gonna have no pride in our work and just go. Were fuck you at off. dinner
3: with Bucci Main? I don't think so. I don't uh, even know who the hell that is.
1: Avoid
0: who that. Grind. Who that is? You don't know who John Bucci Grass is? He's like one of the ESPN. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Twitter hey, name Bucci Main. Can we
1: can we talk about? Okay, I, I speaking of TSN anchors, I want to know if you guys saw this. Uh, Norm oh, McDonald yes. obviously passed away and it was you know heartbreaking. A lot of people, you know, Love hiding him. his cancer. We're not going to get into that because he's the king of just deadpanning the most Legend. awkward jokes in the world. But Jay Onright decided to post a picture on his Instagram account and Twitter of him with his arm around Norm McDonald saying, Rest in peace, big fella. And the very first comment on the picture was the full picture, which included Dan O'Toole, also on the other side of Norm MacDonald, with a caption that said RIP indeed.
0: <laughs> so that wasn't Jay Onright directly <laughs> that posted it, that was the Jay on SC team or TSN's team that posted it. But that was pretty crazy. Oh no, <laughs> oh <laughs> no, either way, savage. terrific
1: looks. Oh, savage, just, just a bad look, like man. I would love the, the only thing that that relationship needs though, is like public, public beef. Maybe get Dan O'Toole back in the coming back. Again. Yeah.
0: They, they're launching an album. <laughs> yeah. Soon. yeah.
2: Oh man. It was pretty, it was pretty when oh, I'm saw, seeing it, the was, photo right now. It's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the
1: worst. It's <laughs> just totally cropped oh, out of it. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no. Um, yeah. That was a good time. I enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, so I'm going to just hijack this for a minute. Did anybody do your homework?
0: Yeah. The, homework? My oh, dog my ate God. It? This is my the dog worst fucking No, Charles, uh, we, we talked about it last week. Yeah. The Danbury doc? No, the new homework. What? What? Break zone with the level point. four.
3: Manskeeper? we
1: talked about watching the tennis one between Andy Roddick and Marty Fish. Ah, oh, man. Oh, Andy Roddick wow. has
3: aged poorly. He looks you like guys, an old man. young man.
1: How did you get through school? Is this the type of is this the type of um, effort level that there is to be expected when we give homework? All you can watching
3: tennis documentaries, Damn dude.
1: it. A Tomers, I dude. watched. Like, remember, I it's pitched a awesome. team. How good was it? It's so good, man. I knew it. So, so the couple of things, just like the Danbury Thrashers, there's a lot of people that have reviewed that show who have been in sports a long time and kind of said like, how the fuck did we miss this? How did I not know this was happening at the time it was happening? Well, what was happening? That the Danbury Thrashers were ran by a oh, 17-year-old uh, mafia I, I boss's I thought, son. I
0: thought you were referring Chalmers, to Andy Chalmers, Chalmers. I've got to, I got to correct you. You've been calling them Thrashers now for two weeks. They're the Trashers.
1: I just got a, my tongue. It's I'm sick of yelling at people. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Probably <laughs> uh,
3: hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you just hear Chalmers blame his tongue in the eighth person? <laughs> the <laughs> thrashers.
1: <laughs> the thrashers. Oh, my yeah, tongue does getting, what it
3: wants. You mean you say weird shit?
1: It's yeah. getting in the way.
3: It's getting in the way. It's letting me down. Okay,
1: trashers. The Danbury trashers. Okay, but... I was a big fan <laughs> like of tennis as a kid. And especially around that time I was really into tennis because I really liked, you know, Federer and a doll and, and like Andre Agassi was just ending with like Macaron career. Anyways, I liked tennis and I liked Andy Roddick and I didn't have no idea that there was like this other American tennis star. That was his best friend. And that, I mean, beg milk, you said it perfectly. Like one starts, at the top and the other ones at the bottom and through, you know, just the way that they, 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 they deal with their, their lives in the next 10 years, they kind of go in two opposite directions, but the outcome uh, of the whole documentary, it's more of just a mental health documentary and like showing just the, the immense pressure that people can be under. It was, I watched it last night when I got home um, and it was awesome. Like it was just so well, those untolds, are really well really, good. The, oh, like, so really good like really like the, the the footage you know you always wonder like i don't know when they started production on that but that seems like it would have taken a couple to three years just to make that because of all like the perfect uh, the, the perfect way that they just put the the clips to the voicing of the clips by the people involved in the documentary anyways here's my really problem good. with tennis
3: drawers remember sorry. michael chang of course comes out of nowhere. He's a superstar tennis player. He walks off the yes. court one day after winning and he's never yes. heard from again. Right. And they never mention it in the media. Michael Chang hasn't been seen in 20 years. Chalmers and tennis has never looked into. That's my problem with tennis. Have you? That never happened. Is so that have what you're telling you, me? Have that you entire Michael Chang thing I told you right now is a lie because that's the only tennis player I can think of <laughs> and I'm trying uh-huh. to fit in. Well, <laughs> fuck you. How's that sound? Like, well, you, I you, sure Michael Chang know knows everything here. Michael Chang
0: mm. did the uh, sneaky uh, underhand serve. So and then yeah, we and he disappeared. About,
1: remember, we talked about like the rise of Canadian tennis, like right now, like back then American tennis was just blowing people away. So I couldn't help but just to look at the like tennis rankings for the past three years. And American tennis, I mean, for the men's side, it's been abysmal. Like, I, other than John Isner, you, we probably, you probably couldn't name another American tennis player right now. I couldn't name John Serena Williams. No, um, men's side, men's side, men's. (laughs) Michael Chang, Uh, Marty Fish, (laughs) Marty Fish. And so, when we were were talking about like the rise of Canadian tennis and who maybe were the spark plugs for this, uh, I went back and looked at like a lot of the U.S. Opens and stuff. milo sranich was really fucking good like he, he made some but it was short-lived you know what i mean like and that's kind of what it shows you in the documentary is like marty fish he was there but he really only like exploded for like one year yep and that one year explosion and what it took to have that was so hard on him that it basically like it set him derailed. back in. It, it sent him, it sent him basically to nowhere. Like he wasn't even in the game mm-hmm. anymore. So anyways, it was, yeah. So it was a crazy documentary. I love those sports docs. I, I, I haven't watched the other two on there, but man, if they're even close to as good as the first three that I've watched, like these are, these are just, better uh, than 30 for thirties in some ways. I just
2: watched the Caitlyn Jenner one. It's pretty awesome. It goes through the entire Olympic experience to where she's at now. It was, it was pretty cool to watch. Great. So story. when
1: Kate, when Caitlyn Jenner was Bruce Jenner, only thing I really knew about him was at one point, because if you're the decathlete champion of the world, you're basically like Absolutely. the world's greatest athlete in yep. people's mind. Correct. Yep. And like, There's part of it point, in the
2: documentary Chalmers where, it, uh, where it goes into how much that title of the world's best athlete meant. And that's exactly a big part of it. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: No, no. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's all I, I just can, you know, he, like he went through that and then became Caitlyn Jenner. Like I, there's not much I know about that whole situation. So I can see why that would be a good documentary to watch. You'll love it. It's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, sorry for hijacking it, but it was fucking
0: good. No, and there's the doc- a good, there's a good tie in here because if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, ah, I just need oh, a no one's listening. Night, don't,
3: don't you worry know, about that. I know.
0: But for the 12 people who are, and four of them are on this podcast, if you're like, ah, exactly. business is tough. I need a nice relaxing night. Go throw on one of the untold documentaries and then order in dinner from our friends at DoorDash. And if you've never ordered on DoorDash, ding ding dong. Promo code real life DD. It's going to get new customers 25% off and no delivery fee on their first order. That is good. That's very good. You can have a nice night with dinner brought right to your door. Choose from one of the hundreds of restaurants that are available on DoorDash. Do I know if there's hundreds? No, but I know there's a lot. And that sounded good. DoorDash, ding dong. Didn't even count. I also Doored like the, I like. I, I like want the to say, oh, sorry. Degree
2: lean uh, Tyler's got going on right now, by the way.
0: It says, it's I've arrived lean. This is the and boss man. Lean. Avoiding the grind leaned as well. It's, it's
2: that is of- a DoorDash lean right there.
3: Is avoid the grind a saying or did you coin that term, Jerry?
0: Bag milk yep. and Jay kind of made it up. Yeah. That is going up.
3: places online. I oh, I avoid oh, the grind <laughs> is where
0: it's at. I think, like, every everything I post now gets an avoid the grind hashtag from, like, wow. either Brad Stepanko or well, someone. Well, what are your like, posts about? They're about you avoiding the grind.
2: I no. was in Jasper over the weekend, and I was getting a bunch of avoid the grind hashtags, and it was the best. I love it. Keep using them. Keep spreading it. Now, I our, think- buddy,
1: our buddy on Instagram, he he, he loves to use, uh, I think his name's Cody. He loves to use avoid the grind. <laughs> it's, it's becoming a thing. It's becoming it a, a thing. thing. It's a oh, state of mind,
0: yours. man. I think you know Traumers, we could launch a way of life. Bye. I think we could launch a limited edition run of Avoid the Grind Nation gear. I would love a shirt but, that says Avoid here, the Grind. Here's,
1: here's, the, here's the problem. Um, <laughs> we're gonna let a little pe- some people in on our pre our pre talk talk, and we're not. Gonna i was do just it gonna ask Chalmers because...
3: before you rant. Chalmers loves, avoid the avoid the <laughs> loves it when no one does their job. Chalmers'
0: life flipped upside down because of this movement of avoiding the grind.
3: Okay, so let's
1: go behind the scenes. Let's go behind the scenes here. Let's go behind the scenes. We I I get onto the Zoom call where you guys are all laughing about Nicki Minaj's cousins' balls. You know, they
3: are so endorsed. So <laughs> <annoying. laughs> and,
1: and I I can't add anything to that because I'm just physically a half a man. Just not in the mood. And you and and it became quickly, holy, holy fuck, uh, what's wrong? And I so would have hugged went you about rent. I went on a little bit of a rant because as you guys all know i deal with tradesmen i build houses. real life i have it real life stuff and avoid the grind as a hashtag is my biggest fucking nightmare right now because <laughs> it seems like there is a lot of people out there avoiding said grind and i would really like to ask you to stop it have some pride in your life.
0: Um, <laughs> wake yeah, up, with late, bro. <laughs> Well, Chalmers, you'd have you'd have to take out their 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 Messiah, and that's one Tyler Yaremchuk. Yeah, he's the one he look they look up to. So I, no, he's
1: gonna. Oh, he's marking it. I don't. We're not talking to all you politics. You just brought political politics into the podcast. Yeah,
2: he's, more marking, he's marking joke. that to cut that one out. You know. <laughs> okay. I just I hope don't they know all, if we
0: need to go there.
2: Yeah, that's what gets us pulled off really Apple Podcasts. I is hope, is I hope they all work,
0: get a full
1: amount check? of votes tonight. I hope they all have a good time. I hope that they're all satisfied with how their election campaigns went. Go vote, everybody.
0: Yeah, go the vote. The post that's this
1: on Monday.
0: Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> only, vote. that's the only Can message you, we want to get out there. Yeah,
2: go vote. I voted this morning. It was seamless, uh, it, very quick, yeah, in and out. Very quick. We're talking about like that vote.
3: online vote for the new flavor of Dorito, right?
1: Of course. <laughs>
3: yeah. Crunchberry Supreme. Cool. Delicious. <laughs> delish, delish. Everyone go vote.
1: Yeah. I like, don't know if he's serious.
3: That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even matter. Doesn't no one's even listening. Listening. What does it matter <laughs> it anymore? Nobody, nobody works even notices. Any, nobody, nobody works matters. anymore.
2: Time's a flat circle.
3: That, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? Time isn't a flat circle. I'm going to do a little ranch. <laughs> What hmm? <laughs> time is it? Fucking want to head me off at the? Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no go, you go. I want to. No, just no, you guys insist. No, nope. well, Wanye Junior's birthday. He's one year old, man. Hey, happy oh, birthday! Oh, happy Jr. Congrats, birthday Wanye Junior. What'd you get him? Crazy. Uh, oh what did I get him, Charles? I got a fucking Ford Raptor push truck. That's what I got him. <laughs> Whoa. nice i went nice. to toys r us i said show me where the non-bitch parents shop i want to see what the kings get <laughs> show me what tyler M. Tuck would buy if he had a kid show me where like, the sir.
0: non-bitch parents yeah, shop." yeah
3: they're like come right over here sir let's get you right past all these wooden toys and directly into motor vehicles and i was like my kid ain't driving no f-150 does it come in raptor and they were like it does indeed and i was like Can i, I, push I it do push have the the an street? f-150 Raptor? <laughs> no, it's not a Raptor. It- then you're not my son. Now, the problem, <laughs> and Robert, you can have a good laugh about this, is that it probably would have been easier for me to assemble an actual car than this fucking child truck. It took me no exaggeration five hours. And I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. But then I thought about little Wanye Jr. flexing on all the other children as I push him down the street as he beams with pride. And I powered through. And I realized at the end of the day, it's a child's vehicle. It's not going to do 35 kilometers an hour. If a wheel falls off, I'm probably going to be within two feet of them. That's my rant.
1: Those are hard to put together. Anything cool. that is hard to put together. And I don't know if you're one of these people <laughs> that don't like... Know how
3: to do anything with their hands, except yeah. to no, me. Yeah, I am but- that person, yeah.
1: If you're one of those people that when you get something, it's in a box and it has all the fasteners in like its own box and then it's all in pieces, and you don't take that box out, put the instructions to the left, put all the fasteners to the right, and then lay out all the pieces and then go through the whole manual first, then you Trongers, are. Did we just meet on this podcast? What the? I'm, a nerd. I'm a nerd. Let you me know tell you, who's never had I to remake this. something? You know who's never had to rebuild something? You know who probably sets every land speed record in, in getting shit done, putting it well, to go. records. Shit. On the other hand,
3: <laughs> I watched five hours of interviews with gangster rappers on Drink Champs, which you know is who does a show.
1: Who, you know who doesn't finish up and thinks to themselves, "Why is there like ten extra parts here?" You know who doesn't do that? This mm-hmm. guy.
3: Uh, Chalmers, not- you'll be happy to know I unscrewed it all and I put have washers. some fucking pride. Just hold people. your
1: water. <laughs> right.
3: I went. And uh, put I think, I, washers I, Chalmers. On every I think
0: this screw. is deeper for you than just a power wheel.
3: <laughs> <Huh? Yeah. laughs> it's not. I about put a power wheel on every anymore. Screw, <laughs> This motherfucker will not come apart.
0: Oh God.
3: Just
1: call me. Just and just like I do, and my everyday life. Just call me, and I'll come do it. So it'll get done. Right.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, how did you enjoy uh Sunday football, Chalmers?
1: Uh, I loved it. You know what my best my best the thing that I look forward to the most about Sunday football is not the Sunday football in itself. It's the Monday morning viral fight video because there's <laughs> everybody's fighting. Beauty, lot. Everybody. beauty, beauty lot. lot, beauty, beauty lot, beauty lot. Okay, Cleveland
3: Brown fans, unbelievable! What the hell? They called it riot. They said a riot it. is breaking up.
2: Okay, first of all, you don't know how to get together in large groups anymore.
0: You gotta go, you gotta, well, there's a lot of pent up energy, but you gotta go to the Muni lot. It is a sight to be seen.
1: Let me break this down for everybody. These are all Cleveland Brown fans in a place where everybody should be getting together to have a great time before a football game. Number one. Number two, (laughs) That guy in the white jersey, that jersey was way too clean to be getting in a fight at fucking 10 in the morning. Number three, <laughs> when that big black guy that looks like Ving Rames comes in and tries to break it up. Oh, yeah. Hey, little little white guy. Maybe don't throw a punch at him because that's what sets off the riot. And it is. Disgusting and then you, haven't seen David. And then there's always the one drunk David, guy David, get out of there. David, <laughs> get out of there. there. There's always <laughs> the one drunk guy who's like right in the middle of it at the end. And it, he has no business in there. And he's trying to be play Mr. Peacekeeper. Yeah. But the part that I didn't like the most was the guy videoing it. If you're gonna video a fight, don't be yelling at your friends about how fucking viral I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go so <laughs> viral. Like, just we don't need commentary on the fight. Let's just see let's just watch the fight. Okay, bud?
3: And anybody else that's
1: gonna film a fight?
3: But I agree, that, Chalmers. The professionalism of amateur fight reporters has gone through the fucking floor. They, they really used to has. just be
2: yelling World Star, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it used like, to be about the fight, and now it's about them. It's yeah, about yeah, them. Like buddy,
3: like buddy, hey, the
1: last time when I when I saw the guys fight in the LA Rams stadium, or I saw the guy fight in the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. The guy uh, doing four. Did four, the four. guy did the guy filming it ever become famous? No, he didn't, sir. He did not. So just you know, have some pride in your work. Don't be talking over the video. Yeah. It's either get in the fight <laughs> or shut up while you're filming it.
2: That's what exactly. we're left, That's the message here. Oh man,
0: this is wild. Well, I have not to, seen to it. Double down on that. Go Browns. Huge win. 31-21.
3: Only in Cleveland can they simultaneously have a W and an L get served to their own fan base.
2: Oh, good call by Chalmers, too. That guy's jersey is very white. This is just like, they didn't think this through. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, no, for sure. Uh,
2: oh, and so punches let's... to the side of the head also. If you haven't seen this video, I'll post it in the article. It's like a three-minute
0: fight. Not yeah. It's, long. it's
1: They're swinging from the shoelaces on this one. They're, they knock over all these people's beautiful setups. Like, you know how long it takes to get sure. like together a tailgate setup and you like, you have to plan it all at home. You got your barbecue, you got all your meats. It costs a lot of money to get all that stuff. And then you finally get it on site. You set it all up. And then two idiots fall into it because they're fighting each other over God knows what. Like some fucking pride in your work, (laughs) Charles.
0: I I thought it was interesting, Charles. Like, but everyone was so calm though, too. Like, like, like there's this raging fight coming in through their like area and busting through the tables, but people around the table are like pretty chill about it. You and I
1: have both been to the Muni lot. And if you go there enough, I'm imagining that your sense of worry when a fight breaks out is probably not that high. Because you just get um, accustomed to stuff like that. Because as we were walking around, the tension in that place just felt really immense. Oh, you just kind of feel like you know, like don't scuff somebody's shoe. Like it's oh. you know, I don't need any of this smoke right now. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to have a good
3: time. <laughs> Damn.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I think it's a happy place.
1: That's okay. we call What happened yesterday? You might be a little biased, but I'll tell you one thing. We've walked through five major NFL teams best tailgates and that was the only one where I, I I had my wallet in my front pocket let's put it that way and uh I wasn't feeling as safe as I might have uh, you know in let's say Kansas City
3: I remember something. one time coming out of an Oilers game Chalmers at the old arena and we were going to cross by the LRT and there was this fight going between a guy in a Mike Comrie jersey and a guy in a Mike Medano jersey and they were just swinging on each other and it was a full circle of people like a schoolyard fight Chanting "Let's go Oilers" as that the guy was, in the Comrie jersey lay up. That was a playoff
0: them. game. That was after this yeah. beat Dallas in a playoff game. That I wish we had video of that. Fight. And I think that, Comrie scored the goal too, or something. Like it was like really, oh, it was really best. poetic in terms. It was of, his night. The, yeah, it was in terms of the jerseys being worn and the fact that Comrie was winning the fight. Like it was,
3: and the chanting "Let's go Oilers, yeah, yeah. Peak, peak Edmonton." <laughs>
0: that's playoff mode, baby. The best,
3: <laughs> best. I the just I, yeah. put some fucking pride into it is all I got to yep. say. This is ridiculous.
1: I just, I, I, I don't understand. And I will not understand. I know that it's alcohol fused, but I have been very, very, very inebriated at a lot of football games. And not one time did I ever think, God, would I like to get in a real cool fight right now. Like this doesn't make any sense, especially with guys that are wearing the same Jersey. Now, you get spilt on, you know, you can turn around and you can just chill out and be like, well, I've spilt on myself like 10 times already. So what's one more?
3: I was going to say you know? the amount of fights I've broken up that were low key about to start while you were oblivious in some sort of nightclub or event is in the yeah, hundreds. that's, that's hundreds different, so. hours. <laughs> you never sit back stone sober or drunken plan your night. You just go into a crowd of people scuffing. I do. I do go with the flow, but you know, I don't you know. You go with the fluff. and toes. Oh, my God. Scuff
1: and toes.
3: Yeah, that should be no. cross-stitched over your fucking fireplace.
0: <laughs> no, How I don't see do anything. I say get me. down
3: by C.K. Chalmers? How did you guys like football this weekend? <laughs>
0: Um, I was at the Jays game when the early games started, but I still did DraftKings lineups. And my girlfriend always likes to do one DraftKings lineup as well. So we're sitting in the stands at the Jays game, and the first half of the football games are almost done. And I was like, oh, you should check your DraftKings lineup because like you had, she had Diggs, she had Jones, she had uh, Cooper Cup. They had each caught in some touchdowns. She goes and looks, and her $5 entry was winning her $2,500 U.S. I was like, holy shit, we might make Whoa. a lot of money here.
3: Now, just hold on. Did you just say cotton some touchdowns?
0: Caught, caught some touchdowns. Caught some I think, touchdowns. I think you like did like a
3: past tense of caught, which is past tense. I think you invented a <laughs> conjugation, double pass. Yeah,
0: maybe. Anyways, she ended up not winning that much money, and it was rather sad. But well, uh, it she was wins. exciting for a bit. She ended up winning like her five dollar one, one or like twenty five bucks. So five times your money on DraftKings is actually still pretty good. But you know we what? Were excited I for fucked Zaki. up. I had an awesome lineup in the afternoon that was crushing, and I fucking hate when I do this because I only do it by accident. Because my my least favorite draft room to enter is the double up. I fucking don't like the double up. I accidentally entered a double up and finished second. So the way you got to do it is double ups are insurance policies for me. Oh, like if I'm going to enter a $20 drafting showdown, I'm also going to throw it in a $10 double up. And it's just my insurance. If I get close and I don't make the money, at least I know I'm winning back a little bit on that insurance policy. And if the lineup hits, it hits. That's good. Thumbs up. I won a little bit more. My double up hit as well. Well, I didn't mean to, and I was very upset, and I finished second place. Ah. That stung. stung I uh, stung, stung. I bet on the Jays both games I was there, and I did some pretty aggressive parlays with, like, player hits as well, and uh, they both ended up hitting, or two out of the three ended up hitting, but I won enough money betting on the Jays that I paid for my tickets, which was sick. Oh, that's nice. Yeah,
1: I heard two people buddies. on a podcast argue that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is not better than his father. Your I'm Chuck, your take?
0: He's too young still. Like his dad's like, that's kind of what they said too. His dad's like an all time legend, but I mean, the season Vlad's having from a purely hitter standpoint, like he's not the MVP, Otani's the MVP. Um, But from a purely statistical standpoint, this is an all time season from Vlad. And it's basically something that no one his age has ever done before. Um, Yeah, that's kind of it right there. Like, I think he has the potential to be better than his dad because I think Vlad has the potential to go down as like, a top 10 all time hitter, top eight all time hitter. Like, I don't know what his ceiling exactly is in the sport. Um, but Vlad, right now, no, you can't say he's as good as his dad. When's his next contract? Well, baseball's fucked, right? Because like you're under team control, you're arbitration eligible for so many years. Like, it's so hard to get to like hit unrestricted free agency. Like, he won't be an unrestricted free agent I think, for like six or seven more years. It's insane. So, I, I I think there's a chance the Jays bridge him along and do the arbitration stuff or come up with deals for a while. And then I think at some point he'll get, whether this happens when he's 27 or 26 or 28, he'll get the 10 year, $400 million deal.
1: How good are the Jays right now? How good can this team be?
0: They're good enough to host a wild card game now. And I wouldn't have told you that three weeks ago. Uh, Coombsy and I just did a new episode of blue Jays nation radio earlier today. Um, So if you're a Jays fan and you haven't checked that out, please go do that. Um, But like the way it sits right now, they're one game back of the Red Sox and they have two games in hand. So they can tie the Red Sox if they win their games in hand. One of them's tonight. One of them's on Thursday. So um, there's 13 games to go in the season and they're right there. The Yankees are a game and a half back of them. If the Jays win the game in hand, they have on the Yankees. Then they will be two up on the Yankees and the Yankees have a pretty shitty schedule. They also have three more head-to-head games against each other. Uh, Boston and New York play each other three more times. A lot of things line up. Lead me to believe the Jays will be in the playoffs, and if they take care of business against some shitty teams, I believe they'll be hosting a wild card game this year, which is unreal, unreal. That is good, good. Yep. Yep. You know know what Vladdy
3: Junior should do, Chalmers? No. You know what he should do? Should put some fucking pride on that.
0: Mm. You know he Mm.
3: should take some pride in his life.
1: Sounds like he is piece Uh, of shit. eh? He's hitting at like a remarkable rate right now.
0: He could win the Michael Chang
1: of baseball. He could he could do a triple. He could have a triple crown. Could he not?
0: For well, forget like a uh, forget the American League triple crown like. Vladdy could very well win the MLB triple crown, which I don't think has been done in like 60 years or something like that. 65 years. Like it's insane. It hasn't been high. It's like Mickey Mantle was the last guy to do it. And what is that?
3: What is the elements of a triple crown for those of so, us who don't spend our days watching blue, blue Jays baseball?
0: Uh, it's when you lead either your league or the majors in uh, batting average home runs in RBI. And right now he is the major league leader in batting average. He is tied Oh, no, he's still up. He is the major league leader in home runs as well with 46. And with wow. RBI, he is, uh, he is eight back of Salvador Perez and Jose Abreu. So if he catches Perez and Abreu, um, he's going to win the major league triple crown. He's just got to get some RBIs. Jeez. Yeah, Rambi's, it's pretty remarkable. Rambi's. That's special. It's McDavid-esque you say, stuff, right? You say, there he goes. RBI, say oh, no, there's your McDavid. Now shut up. Shut up. Um, do we want to talk a little bit of hockey before we wrap up the pod? Oh, no, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's actually, wow. The season actually isn't that far away now. So we may as well start sprinkling it in as we see fit. Yeah, Momoto signed. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely flexed our leverage on that deal, didn't we? Yeah, cheap one. Cheap
2: one. That is a bet on yourself deal.
3: That Let me a- interject here for a moment, Yuram Chuck, and get the straight truth from the guy who goes and speaks to Bill Daly. Mm-hmm. Is Yamamoto one of these guys that we're just convincing ourselves is the shit because we got nothing better to do? Or is he actually like league wide considered to be good?
0: Well, no one offersheeted him. Yeah. Yeah. No one offersheeted him. That's interesting. Um, no, I think his perception amongst Oilers fans is generally correct. He's a young player who, when he's in a support role, should be good. He's coming off a not great season, though, and he's young and has upside. I. It's not much more to that in my opinion. But we're like not bitch. making mountains
3: out of molehills thinking he's a serviceable player.
0: No, because I think he is a serviceable player. He's kind yeah. of proven that. Um yeah, I don't think he's one of those guys that's like greatly overrated by Oilers fans at all. Excellent. No, I'm pumped. It's a good, you know, show me deal. Um you know, obviously you wish you want longer term, but Oilers flexed all their uh power in this one because he has no arm rates this year, so yeah, good deal. He's on the books. And now, you know, prove yourself, bro. Yeah. And uh, I mean, fuck, if him and Poole Yarby quote unquote prove themselves this year, the Oilers are going to be in a wee bit of trouble next season. Because as it sits right now, they have $6.7 million in cap space for next season. Um, they're going to need a goalie to play with Mike Smith. And then they're going to have to sign Yamamoto and Poole Yarby. And when you look at the team, there's not aside from Zach Cassian, there's not really like a bad contract that you look at. It's like, oh, they'll just get that off the books and they'll move him out. Like they're pretty set and $7 million to sign Pooly Yamamoto and a goalie is like kind of all off, man. We'll find out tonight what, what we got there. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's your Oilers talk for the people who listen to this for the hockey takes.
1: (laughs) I thought you were talking about like, Kids hockey, youth hockey, youth
3: sports—we're back. Yeah, that's the top of mind team. We're all looking to discuss.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the White Mud West Wranglers. How are they doing? Can
3: you believe it? What no, they just made the, they just
1: made the teams. It says uh, with this last weekend I just had was probably going to be the last one without hockey for a long time.
0: Mixed so. emotions about that. Or are you generally? Yeah, happy?
1: no, there is. Yeah, there always is. I mean, I, I you know, I like having a weekend where we can go and do something. And, but I really, really like being back on the ice here. And I really liked being, you know, going through the evaluation process as somebody that was helping out with it. And it was good to see all the kids again. And yeah. Are you coaching, I mean, Chalmers, Not head coach this year. No. Um, there are, there are two other head coaches that are coaching the two, uh, teams that are in our tier and I will be helping with one of them. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assistant coach. So I'm there all the time and it's gotten ramped up a little bit. So, um, I don't know how much we want to talk about like youth sports and HSL and like all these different hockey leagues that all these different people have, have created that have changed the way youth sports is run. Um, but it's it's a lot different than it was when I was
0: a kid. Let's put it that way. It's a lot different and, than it was when I was a kid and I'm still yeah, a kid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're still a kid. I know. And so it's constantly ever changing. And this year, um, white West has had to, uh, you know, come up with a way because, you know, you're, you lose your top level kids, um, to these other leagues because they can guarantee, you know, five ice times a week and, 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 and playing against the best of the best. And, you you know it's clear that so, money isn't an object in that kind of uh, thing because the people pay it and you so know what's the it,
0: solution for these like grassroots programs like white mud west like does the city okay. need to step up and be like listen we're gonna like give you more ice time we're gonna prioritize you getting ice time we're gonna only give you guys our city ranks like what's the solution
1: so so i i don't know but what we were just we were told at the beginning of this year and this is only for um tier one is that uh It's going to be a pilot project for this year in Adam. And that is that we are going to, um, first off, it's going to cost a bit more money if you decide that you want to go through with it. Um, It's going to be five times a week. It's going to be more competitive. There's going to be more structure, more coaching. They're basically trying to say that, you know, once kind of, you know, White Mud and the Hawks and KC was kind of looked at, you know, that's just your house league, you know, you play two, three times a week, you have some fun with your friends and, and you go out and you, you play some hockey and that's what you did. Right. But now it's like, if you want to compete and you want to be, you know, in an organization that has some of the best, you know, coaching, some of the best ice times, um, you don't have to travel because that is the one problem is the city of Edmonton and the minor organizations. They have a, uh, you know, they have an agreement about ice. So, when, when leagues like HSL or other leagues that come in, you know, they, they, they have to travel a lot. Right. And a lot of times to play other teams in their leagues, they have to go to other cities. And that's, you know, when you play for like a white mud, let's say you play city teams, St. Albert, maybe, uh, you know, well, not maybe, but you play St. Albert, Sherwood Park, Stony Plains, Bruce Grove. And that's about as far as you go. And that's advanced. Like it's, adv- it's advantageous for parents that don't want to feel like you're doing a, out-of-town tournament every weekend but the trade-off was that the hockey was not as competitive yeah. so what's the answer well we'll see if this year you know if if this pilot project works and and if we can get some of our kids i mean the, the thing was was last year on our adam tier one team we only had one first year kid an adam tier one one first year player and that player didn't stay with white mud for their second year of Adam. They left meaning that the two tier one teams, because this, the year 2011, I, I guess it has a lot of kids. I don't know, but we have two teams. Um, but it's, it's all first year tier one players, right? Not all first year kids. There's a lot of second year kids on the teams, but there's like, you know, usually there would be a couple first years who had made the tier one team and then kind of, Play tier one again the second year. And this year we just don't have that. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna work. This is kind of my first time going through it. There's probably some things that I've even said in here that maybe might not be hugely accurate. I know that most for the most part I'm I'm correct in what I'm saying, but what's the answer? I don't really know. Well, this put some pride in it.
0: Yeah, put some pride in it. <laughs> um, this stuff. podcast, pride
3: you in your play? Yeah. Yeah. How oh, about you try harder, you little shit kids? How's that work out? <laughs>
0: Shout out to our friends at Twig and Berries where you can get 15% off with the promo code nation 15 head to Twig and Berries.ca or to their physical store in St. Albert. Make yourself look better. They got good fall clothing. When I look at some of their stuff, they had their end of summer sale on right now. Um, But when I look at like a lot of their classic Twig and Berries clothing on top of their fantastic brands of underwear um, that screams like fall it it screams like sitting around a fire when it's like zero out anyways, Twig and Berries. I
3: have a question about the ads on this show as a longtime listener of this show.
0: Yep. Is...
3: What
2: are you writing down over there?
3: Edit Wanye from show. <laughs> edit, edit all of that. <laughs> old son of a bitch. <laughs> Just put on the music
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
3: just happy (laughs) on the show today that I was able to talk about Wanya Jr.'s birthday for half a breath and you took 10 minutes to break down how Adam Tier 1 is going to work out this year in the West End of fucking Edmonton That's a fair trade
0: You're half a breath Um, Let's (laughs) give give Wanya Jr. his due
3: Yeah
1: say, 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 Say one more thing about his birthday party and that's it
3: my father, Wanye <laughs> <Juan> senior <laughs> looked at me at one point during the birthday party and goes, you can't be doting with the kid like that. Don't turn out soft. How's that grab you? Doting. I didn't no, even know well, there was a word. That's all. So like, like, that's gender. what I need
0: to know is what does doting mean?
3: Look up doting. It basically means you fawn all over your kid and let him get away with murder. And my old man called me out basically for being too nice to my kid.
2: Uh, nope. Doting extremely and uncritically fond of someone. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, <laughs> yeah. now that we got through Wanye's second Wanya Jr. update, you uh, son of
3: a bitch, you don't I love your kids one, so one-on much. One on one with goddamn Bill Daley, you, suddenly Wanya Jr. is not important.
0: No, I was setting you, up a joke to go. Chalmers, kid. who's playing top pairing on your Adam team? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I too doting. First, too I missed doting. The
1: first practice because I went out of town and went golfing. Not doting. So I'm going there tonight. Oh, yep. Yeah. Anti.
0: If your Adam tier one team starts like, zero and four, is there a chance you overthrow the head coach and take over the team?
1: Mm. No, no, <laughs> not that. I don't have the time for that. Um, but
0: you're too doting. We,
3: I, I do. I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm not going to be too doting with these kids. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you're more like Andy Roddick's dad, aren't you? You're just waking him up at five in the morning to run and look all boyish. And when he gets older, look cartoonishly, not boyish.
1: Yes. I am very much like that. That is the one thing from that documentary that I did notice is like the, the parents were very different in the way that they acted towards their son's success. But what it did really show me too, is that like you have, if you have it in you to push your son or daughter to be that great of an athlete, that says something about just like your commitment level as well, because It's not easy. Like the Roddick's, I I don't know what he did for a living, but. He was in the military.
3: No. Oh, was he? Andy Roddick's dad. Yeah. Well, I know this not having seen the documentary, Chalmers. Legitimately, I just know that somehow. Look it up. I bet you it's true. No, no,
1: no. You're right. Because, and and he he even said it was like a military thing where (laughs) they woke him up at five in the morning to like stretch and you're going to be on the court by like 630. But it's, it's a huge like amount of work to put in uh to try and give your child a chance at that success and i think it's It's
3: easier to be doting
1: it is just have them be soft (laughs) and and then yeah and then just just lay on the couch and collect government money fucking right just push him
3: around in his raptor (laughs) all right
0: well i like it you guys went like an hour and a half when waz was producing huh?
3: Yeah, it's really easy to talk when you're not under the threat of a tyrant telling you to shut up.
0: I have never told you to shut up. If anything, over the last couple of weeks, I've been doing less prep for this show and just hoping you specifically have to talk about. Man. Yeah.
3: Hashtag voice classic, classic. That's some avoid fucking pride. Did you see how Bozo on Twitter say he doesn't do uh, podcasts unless he gets paid and then everyone told him off and then he made his account private? <laughs> what? No. There was some guy who was like went on some rant about how he was asked to go on a show and how dare you? He get, he charges for every podcast he goes on and blah 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 blah. And then like all the podcasters just went after this guy. It's pretty funny.
0: So I once, when I was a radio producer back in the day, um, <laughs> I this was one of my most embarrassing moments. There was a prominent Canadian sports team that was going on a rather deep playoff run. And I had texted a reporter of this team who I had texted before and he had told me he was busy. I'm sorry. I texted him. I said, hey, man, I know you're very busy, but if you had 15 minutes tomorrow, would love to have you on the show to talk Raptors. Won't keep you long. Let me know. He left me on red, and then like 20 minutes later went off on a Twitter rant about radio producers who don't understand the value of a journalist's time and how he doesn't have like about 15 minutes to throw out during a playoff run to just talk for no reason. Blah, 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 blah. And I felt a little really advice myself.
3: podcasters out there, people just in general, doing shit for other people is how you get ahead in life. And if you're some fuckstick stick with a goddamn odometer about how much money you're getting paid to appear on other people's podcasts, chances are no one good's going to go on your podcast because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to reciprocate, right? Just be I, nice.
0: I once texted a uh, Canadian soccer analyst and I was like, hey, can you come on and talk about the Premier League, the Premier League kicking off uh, today? And he responded, he had half, if not less, half as many Twitter followers as me. So I was like, good exposure. Low title. So has like 25,000 Twitter followers. TSN account has like 30, you know, good exposure to come on the air, buddy with 2000. And he goes, sorry, I only do paid hits. And I was like, I can't imagine you get a lot of them. Thanks for your time.
3: Yeah. Wow. Bazing. Well done. Yeah.
0: Um, Those are always fun. Those are always fun. Also, I met uh, one of the guy who is representing the Associated Press this weekend. His name was Steven Wino. And he's a very, very nice guy. I'd never met him in person before. Never really interacted with him. Uh, but super nice. Treated me to uh, some Chicago deep dish pizza for lunch. It was very kind of him. Uh, but we're sitting there and he's like, hey, can I grab your number in case, you know, we want to talk down the road or whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I give him my number and he goes, oh, this is awkward. You've texted me before for a radio hit and I've ignored you. And I was like, ah, <laughs> classic wino. It Are you funny.
3: in the Illuminati now, you think, Kieran Chuck, if you I were to sense. guess?
0: Are I people monitoring s- my phone calls? I think so. hmm. hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. If you aren't in the Illuminati, you can see the Illuminati from where you're sitting now in the arena. Like, you're close. Yes. You're going to go on one more trip, come back, and be like, oh, I'm not allowed to talk about anything ever again, guys. Because I know the truth about everything now. And Uh, I'll say, shit, my plan's complete. Now we get to talk to Liam every day.
0: Now that I know how desperately you all want me off the pod, it only fuels (laughs) my motivation to actively be Uh, on the pod i like being right if you haven't noticed uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Not yeah. you guys win yeah uh, yeah. classic guy who plays the double up in draft kings they yeah, got to do what you got to do man i've never shamed anyone here for their betting patterns or whatever bet with your heart everybody knows it yep. hey your own check
3: remember when remember when i bet on the oilers and i made you place that bet and then i fucked you around for like a day and didn't pay you to piss you off
0: <laughs> it was good podcast content, but yeah, you yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. pay me for a few days. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm like, I won't. I set a deadline on the pod and there was part of me that I was like, you know what? I kind of don't mind having 50 bucks on the Oilers to win the cup. I hope this guy doesn't pay me.
3: There could be no bigger oh. kick to my groin than if I fucked you around in an Oilers cup run bet. Then they won the cup and you kept the money. That would be Ooh. a lot.
0: But you handle. know what, though? You know what? It might have been the only reason why they won the cup. So maybe it was it was a good thing. And you have to embrace why that mm-hmm. happened. And that's lean a good piece. It. That's a good thing piece. I, I was
3: just wondering your M because you have the account. Did my bet win? My fifty dollars on the Oilers to win the cup. Did they win? Your M track? No. Oh, they didn't? Oh, they didn't win? Yeah. Oh, I just I didn't know.
0: Yeah.
3: I just had to follow up on my bet. Maybe they'd won and you would kept the money. <laughs> You're a fucking shyster.
0: If I kept the money, I would have put it towards a new roadcaster.
3: Hey, are we getting
0: a new Roadcaster, or is that just a dream I had? I, I need I just need to be given the thumbs up, and I'll buy one. Uh, how many times do we have to say get a new yeah, Roadcaster? Fuck. No, that's be not the way Caster. this went. Holy, Holy shit! shit. Get it? There'll yes. be a four thousand. And you're the market. boss now, anyways. It's your fucking yeah. decision, not mine. At our last meeting, it was like, are we getting a Roadcaster? Are we getting something better? And I was like, I can go look to see if we can get something better, but I'm not sure. So hey, I went have you looked into and- it? I went and did my research and on I have a list of things I will bring up at the meeting tomorrow. Roadcaster info is at the top of that list.
3: We want the Tyler Uremchuk of Roadcasters. That's the biggest compliment I can pay. You. There's one.
0: There's
3: only, you one, get that one.
0: There's only one Tyler Uramchuk. And he is in Chicago, stuck, kidnapped. This is a fake. Hmm?
3: That's why you have that floopy hairdo now. I knew you were a fake. You've been cloned. Insane.
0: Yeah, that was my one fatal slip up. I did not know the real Tyler Rumtruck always wore. You hats. did fa- oh, you did face off with Mane, and we're talking <gasps> and now you're on ESPN. That'd be something. Rumtruck, we
3: don't like you but we're proud of you. You've done a very good job for yourself.
0: And I'm proud to be a member of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <Huh? laughs> I'm proud that we have great sponsors like the HGA Group, Twig and Berries, and DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding I'm dong. proud of you, Chris Chalmers. I don't know what you're doing right now, but it doesn't look like you're actively listening. So, shout out to Chalmers.
3: There's been a lot of awkward I'm pauses not. on this show. Oh, uh, yeah, you're not
0: listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, there has been a lot of awkward pauses. So, that's probably my cue to wrap it up and edit out the seven things I need to edit from this podcast. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are, no you, wonder nice, the, my good- are you this undisciplined when Waz produces? Does he have to edit like nine things? Uh,
3: the conflict when Waz produces
0: is nominal. Yep.
2: We just have a good time. We sit down we just, and have a have a hashtag fun.
0: This podcast is good when it just walks the line where we know we won't get in trouble, but we know it's spicy. I and think the sexual tension is so thick, you can cut it with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. And then the problem is, there's like three instances today where I think I need to edit stuff out. And we talk about having to edit it out after, and that's actually kind of funny. So then I just need to put like an awkward bleep in there. And then the people listening are like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I want to hear what they said. It's not good for anyone, really. But... Anyways, I don't know. Jay, Trust I'll be me, calling you to if, tell you what I need to edit if out you
1: of it. To, <laughs> If you got to hear what I said, we, if we got to hear what we say when it's bleeped, chances are is you wouldn't get to hear us anymore ever. So yeah. just think about it that way. Yeah. You're not missing anything.
2: Chalmers tried to get us kicked off Apple podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> Chalmers, you <laughs> keep
3: those fucking binders on the floor during this show. As soon as yeah. the binders came on your desk, your mind started to wander. The old stapler came out. You're stapling and collating like you love so much. And suddenly I didn't know where the hell the fucking amateur hockey situation is in the West end of uh, Edmonton.
0: Should we get, uh, now that we're getting close to the start of the season, should we do John Scott and Frank Sarabali soon on different pods? Yes. Yes. Now what you should get on maybe in October, maybe we'll like start big in October and you have Frank or John that might be, but I insist time.
3: on being paid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you insist only yeah. for that episode. John too. and yeah. Frank
3: have to pay us
0: actually. Yeah. yeah. What's John
3: getting? I want double or I'm out.
2: It's good exposure for uh, Frank Saravalli to come on this podcast. Does, does yes. Frank?
3: Yeah, it is.
1: Does Frank uh, watch NFL football or does he not care at all?
0: Uh, I think he's like a local Philly sports fan, but outside of hockey, I don't think he's big into anything. Eagles. Um, but he did ask me about Chalmers on the trip come on oh, yeah. what did he want Charles? to
1: know what
0: did uh, he want to know we were just talking about the golf tournament and he was like oh did my funny stuff with Chalmers make it onto the video and I was like I don't think so um, yeah like, I don't think so either I like Chalmers. well have we I received like- the video <laughs> uh oh we did a tease oh no it's a it's a it's a thing we got a okay. teaser little ramp up video have we received any more video footage big milk um, not me nope all right. Okay. You tell,
1: you tell old Frankie
3: boy that I like him a lot too.
0: You can tell him on the podcast when we have him.
3: So bizarre. Look at the contacts you're making. You could be the next Tyler Rem Chuck. Oh my God. Me? Not me. Who, me? me?
1: <laughs> oh, hello. Fix <Licks> my hair.
0: <laughs> this has been episode 315 of the Real Life Podcast. Will we have a 316th episode? Will Apple let us back on their platform? I guess we'll find out Thursday. Thanks for calling it. This, put guys. some
3: pride on it. Say something with pride in the title. Yeah.
0: Okay. Put some pride. That's on cool. it. Sounds good. Um, everyone have a good week. We'll talk Thursday.
3: Thanks for listening to another episode of the real life podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense. Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram.